Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. There's Salt Lamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. Power, power, alley. With Mike Farron and Jim Duquette. Big news about 45 minutes ago, the Boston Red Sox announcing that they have fired their chief baseball officer, Heim Bloom. Sam Kennedy, their CEO, just wrapped up a press conference at Fenway Park. They're on the scene, our very good friend from WEI, excellent writer, podcast host, radio broadcaster. He does everything there except the the dishes. Rob Bradford is on the line with us. Rob, Farron, and Duquette, how are you? (laughs) Oh, it's so good to talk to you guys. It's, it's a ray of sunshine and otherwise very, very busy day. So crazy. thank you for having me. <laughs> right? Crazy, Rob. I mean, I, I, you know, we were hearing rumors of this, but uh, and I guess be, it happened, you know, <laughs> before the game, although it's a doubleheader and it's coming up fast. Um, what's your, you know, in terms of the takeaway from, let's say, just hearing from Sam Kennedy, what, what's your first reaction? I think the first reaction is is sort of it, this was a culmination of what's sort of been bubbling for a, a couple months now. And, you know, I asked the question, how much did the trade deadline and what happened after the trade line have to do with this? Because you have heard rumblings that the ownership group wasn't happy really with the, them not pulling the trigger on anything other than Luis Urias. And, and so, you know, so that's okay. You hear those rumblings, but still it's a results business. And then you, do not get the results. You have another bad August, and obviously you fall out of it in the next couple of weeks. And within it, I think this is an important part of it too, which is you have tickets for the Red Sox Yankees for a dollar, you know, on the secondary right. market. Right. And you had you had the Dodger you had the Dodgers fan base come in 
take over Fenway Park the other day. I mean, you just you you were leaning too too far too far toward apathy, and I think that that was a big big part of this, along with obviously the record, which is incredible when you think back to 2021. It's not that long ago, but. You know, one of the things that was being lauded when we were there for the league championship series, Rob, was how young the Fenway crowd had gotten, right? Like that was the student deals and everybody. There was a different energy there. Is it safe to say that with the mediocrity of the last two years that a lot of that energy has dissipated from the fan base? Yeah, and you're absolutely right, Mike. I mean, it was it was that way, but the problem is, is that a lot of that was because they were coming off COVID and they were giving away tickets mm-hmm. for really, really cheap prices. And so you were getting a younger fan base and that trickled over to the postseason. And, and then, and then, you know, then you go from that and you're supposed to sort of get your fan base back and you're supposed to get that passion back from, from the regulars. And you just weren't, you were going the other way. And, and I think these last couple of weeks were sort of the example of that it is just, I mean, <laughs> there are different sort of milestones in the last couple months where it had gotten really uncomfortable. The trade deadline being one, not being prepared for a huge series against the blue Jays where you have to run out the relievers in 20 of the 27 innings and you get swept there to bury yourself in that hole to have a, to have a a team where you have to rely on two pitches, two pitchers and Chris sale and Kyle Bearclaw for the other biggest game of the year against Houston. And then, you know, then just then the crowd. I mean, it was it's just all of it was just piling up to the point where between looking at yourself in last place and also looking at the, the secondary ticket prices and the lack of, of passion for this organization with really not a lot of what players where people were getting invested in. That was the other part about this. So all of it had sort of culminated in this. You know, it was interesting too, Rob. We were going back, like, okay, you know, you were talking about just the milestones just in the last month or two, right? But we were like, even going back, we remember uh, talking to Heim during the winter meetings as an example, or even in spring training. You know, it's like, oh, well, well, you know, Bogart is our 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 guy. He's our first choice, and then they were like ninety million apart. You know, mis kind of miscalculating what his worth was, right? And then you go, well, well, they've got. He he told us we have five different shortstops, and then Kike ends up being the guy, and that was a disaster, right? Then it's like the starting pitching. Well, we're gonna we're gonna our, our season's gonna rely on how well our young guys do. Like, no no real competitive teams with high payrolls are saying, oh, our fate is in the hands of young pitchers who are always inconsistent. So it just seems like there's a lot of missteps here. Eh, maybe not just this year. Yeah, no, Jim, there's there's no question there. The narrative throughout baseball was that that Himes' approach was that he just wasn't willing to to get uncomfortable in places where you had to get uncomfortable. I mean, that was a free agent market. That was trades. I mean, you hear it all the time, and I've heard really dramatic examples of them not being able to pull the trigger on the trade just because, you know, you're asking for more and more and more and you're just not able to do it because, you know, you have to win the trade by 70% instead of 51. So I, I think right. that that's definitely, that was definitely a problem. And, and like you said, I mean, just not being able to, to, if you want to get into free agent market, you know this, I mean, if you want to, if you want to build your team anyway, that way, you're going to have to get uncomfortable. And, and it never yeah. seemed like they were willing to do it. Even I give you the example, Zach Eflin, right? So Zach Eflin was a guy that, they they yes. bragged about oh we offered the same as Tampa 
and he chose Tampa because he's from Tampa. Well, the problem is that number one, you get outfit by the Tampa Bay Rays to start there, right. and number two, that that the guy was from Orlando and the tax laws. So you know you're going to have to bid more. And if you're the Red Sox, you bid more. Same thing with Evaldi. They said, oh, we already spent the money. Well, spend more if you want this right. guy. Right. And that was always right. the problem. Yeah. We're talking That's to Rob Bradford point, from yeah. WEI. I want to go back because you've mentioned the trade deadline a couple of different times in here, Rob. Was the issue from ownership that they didn't pick a lane? Because stories that I'd heard at the deadline had them going like – discussing key guys, even some who were under contract for next year and being close to deals for them and holding on to them that would have been made clear that they were sellers. I know Paxton's name came up a lot, but it went beyond that in what I'd heard. Was it that ownership wishes that they'd picked a lane and gone with it or just that they didn't add? Yeah, and I think what you're talking about is probably Verdugo. And, you know, Verdugo, the, you know, I heard that there was a deal, you know, maybe with Houston for Verdugo. But, you know, we can hear all this stuff that – but there there was no deals done. And the problem is is that you go back to the previous year where they get caught in between again. Yeah, they traded Christian Vasquez, but they held on to J.D. Martinez and Nathan Navaldi and, and Xander Bogarts and all these guys because they didn't get the price they wanted. The problem is is that – that's fine, but you, uh, you're setting the price at a level where you're never going to get a deal done. And that seemed to be a very common theme. And so when you go back to this trade deadline, I, I think that that was – it raised its head again. Like, there was deals to be made, but, you know, you're just – whether it's overval- overvaluing the, the prospects that you had or just simply wanting to win the trade by, like I said, I mean, 70%. Um, that had become a, a reoccurring problem. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, you know, Sam Kennedy is the guy who has to take all the arrows here. Are we going to hear from John Henry at all, ever? I doubt it. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I don't think so. I think that, you know, we the the evolution of John Henry's being available has, has obviously changed over the last two years, starting with spring training. Those availabilities have gone out the window. Um, you know, it's, there's a, I think the last time we actually got together, the meeting to get together with them was, you know, maybe it was the Mookie Betts when they traded Mookie Betts, but before that it was when they let Dave Dombrowski go, but we all got together in a suite and he met with the media. I would be shocked if we have that happen again. And, and I say that because as you guys know, like the spring training bench interviews that he had always done, that wasn't a thing this year that, that went away. So I just think that Sam has to – Sam is – that's his job now. Sam is the, the go-between, the guy. And, and you can tell like, – I've, I've seen a lot of Sam Kennedy press conferences, and I can tell you that this weighed on him a lot. But he, Heim is a really, really good guy, like the Bucs yes. throughout baseball. No. And Yeah, I mean, just a super, super guy. And I think that Sam, that was – you could see that on Sam's face, that this was a tough one. Where do you think they go next? Oh, that's a great question. You know, one of the things I, I kind of thought was, you know, I, I wouldn't have been surprised if they kept Heim around, but maybe brought in somebody else, brought in, uh, you know, because the one thing that they didn't have was sort of that other set of eyes, that, mm-hmm. that outside the organization, that veteran guy, sort of along the lines of what, you know, Chris Young brought in Dayton Moore, or, you know, going back when Theo was here, he brought in Bill LaJoy. And so I thought, well, maybe they'll do that. Now, 
what are they going to do now? And they seem to deal in extremes, as we know. You know, you go from Ben Sherrington to the extreme of Dave Dombrowski, and then you go 180 degrees to 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 Heim Bloom. I don't think they'll go to the extreme, but it, it'll be really interesting. And, and you know, a lot of – they dismissed the OFC. Uh, you know, they, Sam said, that's not happening. Okay, well, that's one. But one that he didn't totally dismiss was Alex Cora. And – I don't think that like they can say, well, yes, absolutely, he's a candidate because it's so early in the process. But you guys know, like Alex likes the idea of being a GM at some point in his life, and that will be interesting to see if they even entertain that idea. Ooh, that that would be that would be interesting. You know, I, I saw that they were going to cast a broad a broad kind of net, right? Uh, to to and it may take a while, so they were painting those expectations. Um, I was trying to remember the latest that they because because right in the middle of September, you know, would give you the the thought, geez, all right, they can start now. Maybe, you know, mid-October, they might be able to get somebody. I, I don't know in that sense. But um, you have any feeling like, like what was the latest that they hired somebody here recently? Can you recall that? No, but, you know, if if you look at when they let Dave Dombrowski go, I think on September 9th. So it's not too far off from that, that same timeline. Right. And then, you know, I, I think that Heim was what end of – sorry, obviously they're not going to do anything in the World Series, but not too soon after that, I think. Okay. And um, so I think that maybe that's what you're looking at. Um, but they've given themselves some run-up time, which I think is key. I think is important, although they didn't really use it too much because it seemed like Heim was always going to be their guy. But uh, I think this, as I said, this is going to be a little bit different. This is going to be a lot more guys who are going to be considered and brought in because we still don't – it might be two positions, guys. I mean, it might right. be president of baseball right. operations and GM. Brian O'Halloran, we don't know. They, they were assigning him to some another spot, but he hasn't accepted that, and it's certainly not going to be GM. So we're, we're going to have to see about that. Yeah. And that. and whoever comes in, Rob, is walking into a pretty great situation. I mean, you know, I think, I think Passon just pointed out that they've been, you know, like they had been one of the top three payroll teams. They have not been spending at that level. Clearly, ownership has approved that in the past. And that system, like Heim Bloom did help to rebuild that farm system. There is real talent that we haven't seen in the Red Sox organization at the lower levels since – that group with Mookie came to the big leagues. Maybe it's not going to have the same impact as Betts and Bogarts and Devers because it'd be hard to expect that to happen. But they, this is a far better situation that the next guy is inheriting than what Heim Bloom did, it seems like. Yeah, well, and, and you don't have that. I mean, Heim had to step in with a Mookie Betts situation right out of the gate, right? right? I mean, and and so, you know, that thing has been litigated for, for up and down all over the place. But... You know, there's, I don't think there's going to be that. If, if you go out and you get you go out and get two legitimate starting pitchers, then for next year you're you're in the conversation. I mean, you're okay, but you know, getting those guys, you know, obviously Yamamoto jumps out. But this this is maybe one of the reasons why they weren't confident in Bloom because if you're going to do that, you have to be more Dombrowski than Bloom, and in the way the market's going to bear out. So we're going to have to see about that. But you're right. I mean, you have Marcelo Meyer coming up. You have some of these other guys. You have uh, you have some good pieces, and it, it's not barren by any stretch. It's a tough division, but you get a couple starters. I, I think it changes the conversation. 
Rob, we appreciate the time. I know you've got a game to watch now, so <laughs> All right, Rob. it's the start of a long day. And you've got a GM a search to cover. Aren't you yeah. looking forward to that again? That's going to be great. How many of, the, how many of those uh, have you had in your, in your career? Searches? For, for which ones? For oh, the, the GM the search? Was it like five? Oh, I, I have, I've had some doozies. I, you know, yeah. I mean, GMs, managers. Yes. Um, you know, they, they brought, they, I remember the one, I think it was for the manager. They brought in the media to test the guys, the candidates. Um, uh, we had the one in 2005. Remember when Theo was on his hiatus? Yes. Gorilla suit. Crazy. The gorilla suit's the greatest. Yeah, yeah, when he left the offices the of the gorilla suit. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, it certainly spices things up. So, uh, yeah. Anytime you guys need me, it's always good talking to you. Yeah. We Rob, always thank appreciate you. it. Really and, appreciate and, it. Uh, Check out Rob's great work at WEI.com, and his podcast is essential uh, listening as well. And he will constantly remind us that baseball isn't boring. Rob, thanks, <laughs> bud. Good to talk to you. All right, Rob. All right. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.